Hey guys, it's Ethan. I just wanted to talk to you guys and do some little housekeeping before we start the uh, the episode. Uh, as of right now, you can find Style and Direction on anywhere you can get podcasts, whether that's SoundCloud or the podcast app. And we'd really appreciate it if you guys left us a review, uh, give us a rating, and maybe even subscribe. Because it would really help us out and uh, help other people find out about the show. And also, you know, if you guys wanted to share this on Facebook, on Instagram, or whatever, uh, we'd really like that too. Because... Uh, we're definitely going to start uh, hammering out episodes and uh, on like a bi-weekly basis. So uh, without further ado, here is the first official episode of Style and Direction. Hi guys, welcome to Style and Direction, a classic menswear podcast without the stuffiness. This is your host, Ethan Wong. And I'm Spencer Adi. So, Ethan, it's been a while. It's been quite a while. Um, I I don't know if you guys have been, you know, keeping track uh, of the podcast, but I think we recorded the first episode in like... A year ago. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a decade. Um... And then we uploaded it like in September, uh-huh. and then we we're did recording. nothing. Yeah, we've been just been really busy um, with <laughs> yep. with life. You know, you know, how, you know how life goes. Yeah, yeah, that's what the French say mm-hmm. um, when they record podcasts. Um, but anyway, we're back now, and we hopefully are able to do this on a more regular basis. Yeah, uh, I think we talked about maybe like a two-week release schedule, something like that. That should yeah. hopefully give us, you know, we should be able to schedule that around our, our busy, busy lives. Because um, we're just so busy. To come up with half an hour of content every two weeks, so. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's... We, we want to please you guys and we want you know this is still a we really want cool project that to be pleased yeah exactly anyway so uh the first episode we kind of talked about i guess more of the pilot than, yeah. than a real episode but we kind of talked about you know what got us into menswear and our, our kind of views on it and uh we we thought that the first like topic centric episode should be focused on vintage because that's kind of I guess what our whole deal is. Yep. Let's make a deal. Um, Let's <laughs> classic show no Wayne deal. Brady. Yeah. Um, this is how we do it. Yeah. Uh, we. Uh, this is for some of you guys who know. I mean, um, we got into vintage. Basically, I guess what like what four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. I guess something for, like for that. me, yeah, something about that like that, and. For me, it's what got me into menswear in general. You know, a lot of people kind of go the opposite where they they get into suits and then they kind of figure out, you know, what nuances of menswear they like. It's ivy, it's Italian, whatever, and they kind of go to vintage. But for me, vintage is what got me into even dressing up and dressing better to begin with. Yeah, it was the same thing for me because before I got into vintage and even for a little while after I got into vintage and uh, had yet to build up a wardrobe, my daily wear was like, like graphic tees and like shorts so and for some reason i can't imagine you ever wearing because i haven't and shorts uh i haven't worn those things in a very long time um so that's probably why 
That's probably why you can't imagine me wearing something. That I think I, I did the wear. same thing too because yeah. I remember. Okay, personal story time. I remember. Cool. Uh, it was gonna be, I think, like class picture day in like sophomore year of high school, and our, our PE teacher was reminding us about it, and I said, "Hey, can we wear T-shirts with skulls for the picture?" And he gave me this look like no you can't because that's weird and we're in a christian school but anyway that that was like my cool edgy yeah you were super edgy, edgy. yeah i remember distinctly wearing a domo t-shirt and a fedora nice and of course yeah. there's that like fun cosplay pic of you oh yeah yeah anime um i love anime i love animu i haven't uh, seen any anime except death doubt i'm a poser and Fake. I actually haven't finished Death Note. Sorry about that, Ethan. It's been oh my like, God. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been, been like a, while. a long time. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, so vintage has kind of played a big deal in both of our menswear journeys, and we kind of decided to talk about this because a lot of people have kind of misconceptions about vintage. People want to know what the appeal is, and that's kind of what we're going to uh, get into in this conversation today. Mm-hmm. So, I guess for me. Uh, for talking, you know, if we're going to make a list or something, I think number one, the appeal of vintage is just that it contains so many details you don't see anymore. Yeah, uh, yeah. You no, know. this is this is something that I was thinking about uh, when work was slow last night. Um, but it's like I think a lot of the reason that vintage menswear tends to be a little bit more interesting than menswear today is just. And I'm not advocating for every guy should wear a suit every day, but when right. for the most part men wore suits every day. There were there was a lot of variety to keep things kind of you know interesting to yeah, let people have yeah. their own personal style. Exactly, I think uh, you know if you're if you were cold, like you'd wear like a sport coat. I mean, they were they were like casual mm-hmm. you know jackets, you know, yeah. and, you know maybe like the late '30s or whatever. But like you know, you were wearing like a sport coat almost all the time. Mm-hmm. And to kind of differentiate, you know, your business sport coat from your casual sport coat, like they would be like cool details like belt backs or yeah. pleated pockets you know stuff that you don't really yeah like that, see that article that you just put oh up. yeah that's right yeah we just uh if you if, we're, if you're keeping track you know i just uploaded an article uh last week that kind of went into the whole like detail tailored details that you don't see anymore mm-hmm. you know that you only find on like you know 20s through the 60s um sport coats and suits you know it goes into like belt backs um pleated patch pockets you know and goes even to like the width of lapels like even where mm-hmm. they place the notch and everything and um it's just really cool because it sets your it really sets your garment apart from you know what's commonplace today and i mean i guess that you can get it if you know if you do like bespoke or something but that's if still, you compare it to back then tough. yeah yeah like back in the 30s like even ready to wear clothes had all those details, mm-hmm. you know, and you compare it to today where like ready to wear has such, I mean, they're kind of boring, I guess. Yeah. It's not that, yeah. Yeah. You know, we're not, I'm not trying to say that like, Oh, the, you know, life in the thirties and forties is like the best time to live ever. No, but it's just that clothes were more interesting back then than mm-hmm. today. Like again, you know, you could walk into a store and have like a belt back or like even in the catalog, they advertise, like oh check out this cool pleated pocket thing or belted this and you go into like j crew today and there's like five blue jackets that are like the same and so to keep us from from kind of just like you know 
circle jerking about like yeah. oh why don't they make old clothes anymore um do you, is there any like did last last okay again it's been like yeah. 40 years since we recorded the last episode did we talk about how we got into vintage i think or is so that... i think we talked about dapper Day. okay well listen to the last episode for that little yeah. insight exactly um do you want to, do, should we talk about like our kind of, per, uh, damn it. I should have listened to the old episode before this, but I hate yeah, listening to my voice. Um, wh- what's a kind of like more defined topic that we can talk about? Like stuff like this is our own personal style when it comes to vintage, where to find vintage, fantastic vintages and where to find them, stuff like that. Oh, I love that book. Um, well, something I wanted to kind of address is kind of you know is the misconceptions people have about vintage okay you know um so we can get into that i mean lots of people on both spectrums whether you're like you know you're a super j crew banana public kind of guy or whether you're a super bespoke guy you know people don't like vintage for a couple of reasons and i think number one is that it's used mm-hmm. you know and you know that if that's not your drive then that's there's nothing I can really say to combat that. I mean, I get it. You want something that's new. Yeah. You don't want something that someone has worn before. Um, but number two, people think it's outdated, which I think is a fairly kind of big misconception. Yeah. Because yeah. I think, you know, like, I mean, yeah. Okay. Spencer, go ahead. Yeah, no, it's like you could say stuff like, oh, it looks, you know, it looks clearly old and outdated for, you know, some stuff like there's i work at um i work at men's warehouse and i oh, wear no. now you can fish you wait not fish him what is it dox him now oh no you know my name already so <laughs> whoops <laughs> um yeah i work at men's warehouse and it's like i still wear vintage most of the time but i try to stay away from the more like crazy stuff like the stuff right, in, right the stuff in the 40s and 50s i like it i still wear it to like vintage events and stuff like that but i don't wear it to work because i would say that the the period like following world war ii up until like 1956 that's like that vintage does look kind of outdated and out there but yeah i think i think well that's something to address too i think when people think about vintage they kind of have like this blanket term while you know we in in the community i guess we are able to distinguish different eras and some eras like you said are very very dated yeah. you know when uh, i wrote an article for style forum that kind of goes into vint- uh, suit silhouettes by era and i've also written that for like the blog in a in a longer format um but you know stuff like excessive shoulder pads and like mm-hmm. low button stances those kind of characterize like the late 40s to like yeah. the mid 50s and it also characterizes you know like the like mid 80s to like the late 90s yeah so you know stuff like that is definitely very dated mm-hmm. you know it's it's something that you really can't wear and i think that's what kind of gives vintage a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths yeah because you know for whatever reason a lot of people seem to think that like skinny ties and skinny lapels weren't a thing until like 1960 and then they weren't a thing again until like 2007 so right right yeah so it's you know for us we we kind of have you know a different view of vintage and i think that if you find like the classic pieces and i don't want to circle jerk like oh classic style never yeah. goes away you know but there there is you know a sense of that where you mm-hmm. know when something has like a normal button stance you know a, or you know a medium to wide lapel and yeah. very minimal shoulder padding i think you can wear that today and it's you know it might be slightly out of place for like a j crew thing but if you compare it to like 
a classical garment from like Brooks Brothers maybe mm-hmm. or you know it it looks normal yeah you know? no I mean it, I have this photo on my phone maybe we could put it on the group or whatever we'll other social media yeah. we have and it's something that if if y'all are into vintage you you've seen before but it's like a group of college students in like 1927 just wearing a bunch of three-piece suits and it's like other than the fact that they're doing the bottom button and nothing else it does not look you know unlike uh, a, a like a more high-end bespoke garment from ethan's favorite place like the armory or wherever else <laughs> he likes yeah you got um, it yeah so, I mean, yeah, it's like, you know, they talk about fashion being cyclical, and I'd say that's that's definitely true, uh, but oh, well, some I stuff think, doesn't really, more... yeah, some stuff just doesn't really go out of style. Yeah, I think, yeah, you know, like, people talk about, like, oh, high-waist trousers are coming back. Yeah. Well, like, based on, like, what I've seen, a lot of the tailors that I like today have been wearing that For forever. Years. Yeah. And it's just kind of, like, what's been normal, you know, and so I think... And this is also something that you see within vintage itself, because if you, you know, I have, uh, if you look at suits from like high-end tailors back in the day, like, uh, like Savile Row or whatever that street in New York was, um, they, well, especially (laughs) European tailors tend to look much older than they are. So like I was in London one summer and I saw, oh, I dropped a bottle cap. I saw. I definitely heard that. Cool. I saw a suit that, like, looked totally 30s. It had, like, a double-breasted vest, black pinstripe. I look at the label, and it's, like, dated, like, 1959. Something like that. So, it's, yeah, it's some stuff just, that's just how people have been wearing it forever. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think, and that's kind of the point of, like, why I dress up sometimes. I kind of prove to people, like, this is vintage, and it's not weird. Yeah. You know, I mean, I wear... I do have a lot of, like, you know, 30s and 40s stuff that have, like, 10-inch, uh, you know, hem legs or whatever. But a lot of what I wear is, like, 50s to, like, 70s. And mm-hmm. if it's softly constructed, it doesn't look out of place today at all. And, you know, it's just a little bit more interesting. You know, like, the, the fabric's a little bit different. The weight is different. The construction's, you know, probably better than something you'd find off the rack at a mall today. But other than that, it's perfectly fine you know mm-hmm. oh that's so. another we should talk about the price as well oh yeah let's get into that because yeah because it's like, like um i see i see suits for sale today that are like they start at like 300 dollars. they go up to 600 dollars. i have the most i have ever spent on a suit i think was about 450 dollars like most stuff i get is between one and 200 like if that that's pretty i mean yeah that's, yeah that's pretty much how it is across the board you know i mean so like like again we talked about details in the very beginning of of the segment um and getting a, a suit that has those details today with the same construction same attention to detail same quality it's gonna run you you know upwards half of a thousand dollars yeah. yeah or even or even then yeah you know maybe you'll find a a good off the rack one like maybe it's like suit supply or like you know brunello cunicelli but when you get to like the fit and everything you have to go bespoke and then that's gonna mm-hmm. run you a lot of money while vintage you can you you get that same thing you get the full canvassing you get the 100 percent wool and you get the half lining quarter lining or even like no lining something that's very difficult to kind of get again off the rack and you get it for like what 200 bucks if, yeah. the, if the dealer's feeling all right Mm-hmm. You know, I think I've spent a lot more than Spencer. 
Yeah, I think because you, you have know, I mean, you have more money I, okay. than I do. I have I do <laughs> I have a full time job. Um, yeah, but I think you know my most expensive vintage suit was probably around four fifty. It was mm-hmm. a uh, three piece Brooks Brothers herringbone uh, sack suit, which I don't think Brooks Brothers even makes anymore today. At least in that no cut, you know. Um, but I mean, it was it was in perfect condition. You know, there's no holes or anything. Um, it's soft, half-lined, high-rise trousers. Um, the weight of the of the wool, you know, it's a medium weight. It's fine, and it's something you can't find. You know, even just a regular brown suit. I don't think m- most people make those. Yeah, anymore. seriously. Like someone came into my work the other day and was like, "I'm looking for like a dark brown sport coat," and I was like, "Sorry, dude. Like straight up, we don't have no. any." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, like I think there's an old, not really an old adage, but you know. When you first start out, you know, people suggest that you buy a blue suit or a gray suit or even just a blue blazer and a gray mm-hmm. blazer. And that kind of has defined the options that you have in a- almost any store. Yeah. You know, and it, it, it kind of sucks because, you know, brown is such a great color. And I guess that's why it looks old. I mean, mm-hmm. brown suits have traditionally been like kind of like a country country style or whatever you know it's a casual fabric and you know because of that you know business guys don't wear it and then people stop making it because no one's buying it and then so when someone wears a brown suit now it looks automatically vintage and i mean i think Um, that's a good point that he just brought up and it's kind of the opposite of the point i made earlier where it's like oh if every if you're wearing a suit every day there are going to be different details to make it interesting it's like you know not a lot of people wear suits anymore uh, That's typically yeah. they wear them for business purposes and in business you don't want to be all you know wet and wild so right and yeah. even then i feel like i mean this is getting a little off topic but like i feel like you can get wild you just people have to do it right like people okay when people see me if they wear vintage people are gonna think you're wearing like a 50s pinup tie with spectator shoes and you know and that i mean that's that's a style okay i'm not gonna bag on it too hard but overall, I think, at least for me and Spencer, the appeal of vintage is kind of like a classic look. Mm-hmm. Like, the styling isn't that old. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, we're not wearing, like, a floral shirt with a super spread collar, but we're still wearing, like, a striped shirt with a foolard tie or a striped tie. And it looks old because not many people do it now, but it's mm-hmm. not old in the sense that it's, like like unbearable to be yeah. worn today and that i know? mean that's something also that i kind of wanted to talk about and it's like this is kind of you know i'm not i'm not throwing shade at anyone in the vintage scene because it's like i my philosophy is like you wear what you want to wear and it's like i'm not gonna talk shit but it's like what yeah what sometimes what makes kind of ethan and i and a couple of our friends different from a lot of people in the vintage scene is you know we don't we like go out of our way to make our stuff not look like costumey and there are and some it, it, yeah there are it some, might be because we're yeah. young yeah that too and you I, know we, we were very aware of the connotations that vintage can hold for people yeah yeah exactly you know? or maybe we're just insecure that's but that's, a, that's that's also true so you know mm-hmm. i you know i i love wearing fedoras but I do it very seldomly because yeah. I know exactly what it looks like. Exactly. And every time I, I don't know if you guys have seen, but you know, I post on my Instagram and I try and have like a funny self-referential like caption. That way it's like, I know exactly what I look like, but I love it, <laughs> but whatever, you know? But, um, but yeah, I think 
approaching vintage with a classic look, mm-hmm. do you we, know, is is the way to to kind of make it wearable. Do we want to talk about kind of uh, something you do a lot? And I think this is this is more in casual wear. Um, what, do, what do I do? Wh- what do you do? Let me tell you. Uh, you mix modern with vintage. Oh yeah, I do. That's something that a lot of people don't think about either. You know, um, when we talk when we talk about the vintage community. A lot of them have a very strict sense of vintage. You know, they only wear 20s to 40s. And sometimes some of them only wear 20s together mm-hmm. or 30s together, 40s together, whatever. And, you know, I mean, the fact of the matter is some people mixed and matched even back then. Yeah. You know, kind of like today. You know, you might wear a T-shirt from a few years ago with the jeans you bought yesterday. Like, it's mm-hmm. not that big of a deal. Except in this realm, it suits, you know. And, you know, during the Depression and, you know, especially like middle class, working class families, you know, yeah, you might not be able to buy a new pair of pants every week. So you yeah. wear the same ones until they, you know, fell apart. Yeah. And if you bought the pair of pants in the 30s, then that's what you would wear in the 40s if you still had those pair of pants. Yeah, there's this so, photo yeah. that I love of like an old guy. I can't remember the date on it. I'm going to guess it's like sometime in the 40s. And he's like, he's wearing a jacket that's like you know kind of beat up and there's like you know some tearing on the seams and stuff like that and he's just wearing it out because that's what he had so i mean yeah there's yeah. there's also another one i saw i think where there was a guy wearing like a 30s jacket with like a 20s vest and 40s mm-hmm. pants and it was like like a i guess a teenager or something maybe or maybe he's not even maybe he's like a 20 year old or something maybe he's wearing his dad's clothes but i think that's really interesting to see even back then that this this cool guy was wearing mixing and matching different outfits or different mm-hmm. eras so um, but yeah, let's but get back, back going to, back to the point. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely combine vintage with today um, to also kind of prove that it's not out of place. You know, mm-hmm. if I'm wearing like J. Crew trousers, I mean, they're I try and wear them higher, you know, so they're higher rise. Um, I don't get them tapered anymore, so they're you know they're still a semi full cut, and I think that still works with a lot of like the 30s and 40s jackets that again are unstructured or very softly tailored. That way, you know, they don't have crazy shoulder pads, you know, to offset the kind of slim pants. But I think it, I think it works. You know, mm-hmm. it, it looks kind of the same thing as if what you'd see on the Armory or BN Taylor, you know, guys like that who wear fuller cut pants when you look at today's standards mm-hmm. and have a kind of a 30s and 40s inspired design jacket, you know, um, and it, it kind of changes it from being vintage to being a classic garment. You know, unless I'm wearing like something really crazy, but I don't really wear anything crazy anymore. So, that's right. You. That's exactly. Uh, that's you're it. a Did I get now? You oh, got yeah, it, no. dude. You know, the funny thing is that um, when I when I first met Spencer, uh, Spencer would kind of mix like 40s and 50s, um, and I would wear strict 30s. Mm-hmm. And this is before I even started blogging and before I started to wear suits on on a semi daily basis. And I would remember like, oh man, Spencer, come on, man, you got you gotta stick with the 30s, man. You can't mix 50s and 40s and 30s together. You're a you're a heretic. But then now I like do it all the time. Yeah. Like like right now, I mean, you guys can't see what I'm wearing, uh, but I'm wearing like 50s rayon trousers that have been tapered slightly, so they're not like super wide legged. And I'm wearing it with like a modern jacket and a 30s uh, work shirt. And I think I, don't I think, think I'm wearing. Looks- I think what? I'm wearing the same thing I was wearing when we recorded the first episode. Are you wearing the Jack Threads? Yeah, I'm wearing the Jack Threads shirt right now. 
Oh, okay. So for those of you guys who don't know, he's wearing like a, a Jack Threads like war, uh, loop it, collar shirt. Yeah, it's, it's like a, like a short sleeve like, 50s. like 50s, 60s loop collar shirt. I had my class at 8 a.m. So I didn't feel like doing. Uh, also, it's like, uh, can we talk about the fact that it's 102 degrees? Oh, my God. In late October. Holy shit. It's fucking this Terrible. is this is when I hate vintage because all my vintage. I'm okay, okay. Let's, yeah, we can talk about that. Let's. So, um, one downside I guess to vintage is that it's definitely heavier than anything that they've yeah, made today. Yeah, because it's like yeah, a, that's, yeah. so. Here, here's the thing. So, when you had to wear suits every day, uh, they definitely had like a lot of summer options, but because the fabric is kind of lighter, it's more fragile, and so I do have a Palm Beach suit. Uh, that I, I wore to Dapper Day and I wore to uh, a Hawaiian party at Paper Moon Vintage. Check it out. It's on the blog. I've worn that. I've worn that thing like four times because it's like it's fragile and I'm always worried about it. And so. And yeah, it's also from like the early 30s. So it's, it's a lot more yeah. fragile than the I have ones from like the 40s. So they're a little bit better. Not only really better made, but just the fabric is, is not as fine. Uh huh. <laughs> so. But and yeah, let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about how, you know, I think it's just looming technology. Like back then, like they weren't able to make super fine wools. Like that wasn't a thing back in the day. Like super one twenty, super one forty. Yeah, yeah. Like that's it was just straight up wool. And even though it's still worsted, it's still flannel. It was like tightly woven and heavy. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, no, I think not, I, not tightly woven. I think it, but, you know. Well, yeah, exactly. It was. It was. It's heavier, but it's also more loosely woven. So it yeah, breathes. It, it breathes a little bad. bit lighter. Yeah. So, and also there's a there's an aspect of drape too. You know, like when you walk with like wider, when you have like a a thick cuff and like a wide leg, and you walk, you mm-hmm. know, you get a little bit more airflow, right? Yeah, you're doing the like Vince McMahon big ball walk. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> but like they. That's just kind of how vintage was. And mm-hmm. obviously, you know, if you compare it to today where you have like a super fine suit that could be made of like a, a finer linen or whatever, it might be a little bit more comfortable for, for heavy, for, you know, like summer mm-hmm. and hot weather, even though it's fucking October. And it's 102 um, degrees in Orange County. So I can't imagine what it must be like in L.A. right now. Well, luckily I'm inside uh, recording this so it's i think our our air conditioning is at like 76 degrees so nice you know sorry baby seals and you know sending hydro hydrocarbons or hydrofluorocarbons into the air yep. from my air conditioning unit mm-hmm. but ethan's gotta stay cool baby hey i'm checking the weather port do you know what it's gonna be next thursday what's what's, what's it gonna be next thursday 69 <laughs> the sex number the sex number dude you know you know the funny thing that i'm thinking of as we're recording this is that i think the first episode we didn't cuss at all and even Fuck. though we flagged it <laughs> we flagged it explicit because we knew that we're going to we're going to definitely cuss way more yeah um, we're so. swear boys swear boys we're lewd rude and totally crude you know i don't i don't know if people who read the blog um, at least the adults who read the blog are the same people who are going to be listening to this. Um, but I, I still get comments about like, Hey, this is a great article, but you should cut down on the profanity. And I'm like, do you remember that okay. time for, that's like storage wars? And it's like, what's what your, your profanity? profanity? <laughs> that's exactly what I think of. Yeah. Because I think like, like, and this is like way off topic now, but like, it's kind of like, 
I want to write like the way I talk, mm-hmm. and the way we talk definitely. We say goes in. we say ass. We say we say dicks. damn. <laughs> yeah, you know. And something that someone told me that I thought was really cool was that uh, he he didn't complain about the profanity, but he said that he likes the energy that we bring to talking about menswear, and I think that's a really cool thing because. I think it, it ties into the whole fact that men can't be excited about fashion or that, you know, a manly man can't be in, into fashion. So yeah. they subvert it like, you know, like art of manliness or whatever, where they talk about, you know, oh, it's not about fashion. It's about looking nice. You know, they kind of hide the fact that it's, a, you know, it's an aesthetically pleasing thing. And then you have the opposite where you have permanent style, which is still a, which is a great blog where he approaches it as like talking about art. And that's, you know, that's a cool thing, too. Like, you know, talking about the, the beauty of, a, like, a handmade shoulder, the hand-rolled lapel, the hand-stitched canvassing, whatever. But there's no one talking about it like a fucking video game. Like, no one's mm-hmm. like, this game is fucking sick. Like, if you hang out with me and Spencer, we'll be, like, at Benny's house and we'll, like, run our hands through, like, his racks of clothing. I also like, like how oh, little fuck. you clearly know about video game commentary. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's like that episode of The Office where Andy's talking about how he could be a food critic, and he's like, "This food is bad." <laughs> that, I think he's also talking about movies too. Like he's all like, "That film is bad." Yeah, no, he's. I, I watched that episode yesterday. He said he couldn't be a film critic, but he could be a food critic. Oh, okay. or an art critic. There we go. That's been our Office fan cast. There we go. It's called, uh, Dunder. Yeah. It's called. Aesop's foibles. Aesop's foibles. <laughs> uh, deep pull. Oh that's that's a deep reference. I don't yeah. even know if many people remember, remember that. Uh-huh. Um, did, we, did we get everything we wanted to talk about? Uh, we. I don't know. <laughs> we started talking about the office and how we swear. Um, oh God. Should, should we like? Think, okay. So let, let's recap a little bit. So we talk about how. This is like what we learned today, all, children. This is this is it. This is the summing up. To sum up. Um, We've talked about how, you know, details that we love that, you know, you don't see anymore, which you can read in depth on the blog. Um, the price point is, you know, very attractive. Yeah. Do, it's I feel like so we didn't hot. really talk about that too much. Like, okay, yeah. It's it's I like, mean, okay, we could go into that a little bit more. Yeah, let's go into that. Like, it's I mean, way okay, better. So, I, I know Spencer does a lot more in-person shopping. Yeah, because I, do. I, I well, got burned a couple times in early in my vintage career uh, and, with you online know, stuff. I, I mean, everyone, I think everyone does. But, like, yeah. you know, for me, a lot of my, like, 60s and 70s stuff, a lot of my sack suits, I've gotten on eBay, you know. And I'm telling you guys, eBay is just, if you know what you're looking for and you're educated enough to know the details, eBay is, like, your best friend. Like, I, you know, you submit a best offer for 100 bucks, and 9 out of 10 times, they accept it. And so I've gotten like suits for hundred bucks. I think I've gotten three suits for seventy five dollars, which was insane, you know. And again, like the sixties and seventies, they're not too different compared to like a regular suit. Like they're not super vintage, but they're not super modern either. But they, I think they still count, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, maybe not too. There, again, no shade to anybody in the vintage scene. There's a lot of people in the vintage scene that don't count anything vintage after like nineteen fifty. So. You know, I, I disagree think there. Yeah, I, I've differentiated it by talking about thrifted clothing, which I usually call like 70s through 90s stuff, and then true vintage, which is, I think is like 20s through the 60s. That's how I differentiate mm-hmm. on the blog. Um, so anyway, like you can find vintage stuff on eBay if you if 
you're very confident about your sizing, um, and if you've got a good tailor, which I think is very important. Um, but yeah, it's it's a lot cheaper than buying like a, a used Ralph Lauren suit on eBay. Will get you like even still four or five hundred bucks because retail is like twelve hundred for Ralph Lauren, I think. You know, and getting a similar suit that's from the '60s from a guy who's just trying to get rid of clothes or you know thrifted whatever it's a lot cheaper and I think that's one of the biggest appeals of vintage getting getting the clothes that you like for a price that's largely very affordable yeah 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 um and I guess the flip side is you know going to actual vintage stores and more often than not you know it's a bit it's a little bit pricier than buying something something on ebay but it's still better than buying something in a store oh yeah you know even like again like that 450 dollar brown sack suit i got from a vintage dealer you know finding a three-piece brown suit at again like ralph lauren if they even make a brown suit it's still gonna cost you 1200 dollars. and 450 that's that's a fucking steal that's he literally stole it right i mean i guess comparable you'd go to like a suit supply i think suit supply is four to five hundred dollars but, I mean, like, there's a difference between vintage off-the-rack and modern off-the-rack. Like, modern off-the-rack, they don't give you a lot of room for alterations um, because, you know, they, they try and save as much money on the manufacturing process. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually with vintage, they there's a lot you can do, you know. A lot more in the side seams, a lot more in the jacket that you can let out, or you can take it in, you know. So going with vintage kind of gives you a bit more leeway to experiment with your tailoring and to kind of get the fit right um and i mean i have a brown suit from suit supply that was five hundred dollars and even though it's great you know it's got patch pockets and everything the you know the the construction is not the same yeah and uh i mean it's passable today and you can still i still wear it you know to kind of have like a vintage or a modern interpretation of vintage but it's, you know, it's not the same thing as wearing, like, a, a straight-up 1950s sack suit from Brooks Brothers. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you can tell, definitely tell the difference when, when, uh, when, you know what you, when you know what you're looking for. Exactly. I mean, maybe to, like, a regular dude, you might, you might not be able to know. Just a regular guy in the neighborhood. Just a regular guy? Is that how the song goes? No, I'm, it, I'm coding the first episode of Nathan for you. I was going for, like, a... Uh, Mr. Rogers. No, deal. it's not Mr. Rogers. No. Um, so, yeah, we talked about that. We talked about what else? Is that it? No, I mean, we definitely talked about a lot more. We've been recording for, I don't know. Oh, wow. Half an hour. Wow. Good job. Time we, flies. We, time time flies. Um, um, and where we're going, we don't need any we're roads. Probably, we're probably going to, I don't know, we might record another episode of this when we know what we're doing. Like a right. vintage 2.0 thing. Um, every podcast but, at the beginning starts out bad. And I that so I'm giving us some wiggle room to be bad. We're just gonna yeah, be no, bad. I've been listening to my brother, my brother and me, and good podcast yeah. recommended. Yeah, it's great. Um, but I, I mean, I'm on like on like episode twenty out of like three hundred because I started from the beginning. And yeah, everyone is bad in the beginning. <laughs> everyone is bad. <laughs> everyone yeah. is bad. But you know, no, it's. I think we're gonna, you know, be able to improve Punch it as up. we go along. You know, and so. You know, bear, bear uh, with us here. <laughs> yeah. Should we should we close with, like, here's where you can get it? 
Yeah, let's, and, let's or, close yeah, with that. Yeah, so we already talked about eBay. A lot of this is going to be very Southern California-centric. So sorry to you non-locals. Um, you don't, you, first of all, let me just say, like, a lot of people ask me, like, hey, do you have any great, like, vintage stores in New York? And I'm like, buddy, I haven't been to New York ever. Okay, yeah, <laughs> or, I was like, waiting once. for the last part of that. Yeah, you know, or someone's asking, oh, yeah, what about London? I'm like, dude... Like, when I was in London, I didn't even have time to find anything, so... I went to a really good vintage store, and I couldn't... I couldn't remember... I can't remember what it is. I have a book that has its name in it. I'm gonna go find that right quick. You tell about some I think it's old hat. Stuff. I think it's old hat. I don't think it's old hat, um, but let me check. Okay. So you well, keep talking, okay? Well, okay, if you're in London, I know that the Spitalfield market was pretty dang awesome. Uh, there's a guy, I think his name is Ben Leather Goods Company. Quick shout-out. Um, to Ben because I met him he's a cool guy and he sells a lot of vintage um, like casual wear a lot of like sports shirts and jackets and army stuff um, and I, I definitely know that there's another guy a bit more professional like but his stuff was way more expensive but anyway like you know going to flea markets just kind of in general is a good place to start um, Sorry, I just I just burped. If you were nice, dude. Yeah, but I, nice. I turned my I turned my mouth away from the mic. It was Levinson's. Um, Levinson's. Levinson's is great. Uh, the I, the owner was super nice. Great. So check that out. There you go. That's in London, right? That is in London, UK. It's on Cheshire and Brick Lane. There That's, you go. Yeah. Right, but I mean, oh yeah. So back back to what I was saying. Uh, flea markets in general is a great place to look at. Um, maybe not for tailoring as much, but uh, I mean, I've been going into a whole bunch of more like casual kind of stuff, like you know, like military jackets, wo- short coats, uh, work jackets, whatever. And going to a flea market, you'll find that shit. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's literally everywhere, just because you know it's a, l- a little bit more collectible. It's a little bit more easier to wear because you know it looks great with jeans, looks great with chinos. I still, um, I still haven't been to one, man. I want, I need to go. That is not my fault. I've invited you twice and you uh, backed out okay. both times. Well, it's either because I work on Sundays or I was broke at the time. So broke and bespoke. Actually, no. I think that's a follower. Oh, nice! Shout out! <laughs> <Yeah>. Quick <laughs> shout, shout out, out to broke and bespoke. Yeah. Um, but other than that, okay, so let's. Places that we've gone to, uh, there's Paper Joyride. Moon Vintage. Yeah, pap- okay, so I'll talk yeah. about Orange County places, which is mostly Joyride and Sneaky Tiki. I haven't been there, but I've I've met the owner, and he's super cool. That's in Long Beach. Yep. Those are uh, my I've, Orange I've, County I've, stores. <laughs> yeah, I've met him. Uh, he was at Dapper Day, the Dapper Day Expo, and I got a leather jacket from him. Mm-hmm. He does reproduction denim, I think, and yeah. reproduction uh, rayon shirts. Um, so... That's definitely something to look at if that's your jive, that's mm-hmm. what your jam is. Um, so Paper Moon Vintage in Hollywood is a good place. Uh, 20s through the early 60s. Uh, a lot more men's stuff now. And they do events, I think, every two weeks for yeah, the full ev- moon. Yeah, every full moon. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, the owner is Nicole. She's very nice. Um, yeah, great. And her husband, great Nathan, stuff. is like, he's got like one of the greatest collections of vintage ever. And occasionally you'll find some of his stuff. Uh, I know that she sold some of his shirts that he doesn't wear anymore. And they're like dope ass spear point German 1930s shirts. So, mm-hmm. Oh that's, wait, that's a good one. Hey, one more for London. I can't believe we missed this. The vintage showroom. It's expensive, but it's like, even just to go in there and look at their collection is amazing. 
So all oh, you yeah. UK listeners out there. I think I checked SoundCloud and I think like 10 people listened to our thing. And I wow. think half of it was like MJ. <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's check our, I'm going to check our subscriber count on uh itunes really quick and uh i don't want to pro- be sad i'm gonna be, I'm gonna be sad well we i think it's promote it though yeah i think it's at zero you're gonna have to post about it because people don't give a shit about me so you just gotta um, be involved more okay i'm sorry yeah uh also uh wait hold on l- l- let's let's leave that for the closing because let's keep talking about where okay to find no yeah that's that's what um, i'm gonna be talking about yeah so um, did we did well, while I was gone? Did you mention uh, Reese's? Nope, I literally just talked about Paper Moon. I'm about to get into the Reese's vintage pieces. So Reese's vintage pieces, say that three times fast, um, is operated by our friend Benny Reese, and he touts the largest collection of suits from the 1920s to 1960s, like I think ever on the West Coast at least. You know, outside of like costume houses or whatever. Um, I mean, we've bought we've gotten a few suits from them from him, um, some pretty rare belt back stuff, some war core stuff. He's got everything. He buys mm-hmm. everything. Um, but he, yeah, you just find him on Facebook and just message him, and he'll, you know, it's like like an appointment kind of thing. You just stop by his house, and he'll, you know, he'll show you his entire garage of vintage. <laughs> it's yep, it's a fun garage. It's literally like it doesn't even hold his car anymore. I think. Because it's just filled with racks and racks of vintage. Uh huh. Um, what else is there? Um, uh, well, this is uh, speaking of costume houses. This is appointment only, but Rock Roxy Deluxe. Yeah, operated by uh, our friend Lulu. You Lulu. know, funny. I went. I hung out with my friend yesterday, who is a costume designer, and uh, she's pulled some stuff from Lulu's or from Ooh. Roxy's. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's so it's an, it's an active. Uh, it's an active costume house, so you know the stock changes depending if people have been renting out stuff. But she is definitely open to selling. Um, again, appointment based, and uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's pretty good. We've been going there a few times. Um, last thing I think that we should mention. Uh, this is breaking news. Uh, SJC Whoa. Simon James Cathcart literally just released um his suits. His, his collection of suits. Uh, so yeah. right now Belt he bags. has... Yeah, so uh, I just got the workwear suit. Um, I'm, I'm waiting for it to come in, obviously, because I just I just ordered it the other day. But um, he has a brown tweed three-piece belt back suit and a blue one, and they are both gorgeous. They're both yeah, seriously they're pretty, amazing. Yeah, they're pretty perfect. I yeah. think the price... Uh, I think it's 45 like six- pounds... For the coat, ninety-five for the vest, and one ninety-five for the trousers. So you do the math, idiot. It's about like six hundred fifty U.S. dollars. Okay, that's um, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So that's, I mean, yeah, that's pretty good, right? For mm-hmm. a a good off the rack but vintage detailed. Yeah, and jacket. Uh, again, I just got his workwear suit. Uh, it's a little bit less expensive. I think I was I was honestly pretty conflicted because I was like, oh, the tweed suit's gonna come out in a couple days. Do I want that? I think the f- deciding factor for me is that I imagine that the workwear suit's gonna be a little bit lighter weight, and I could wear that more. So uh, yeah, for those guys who haven't checked it out yet, the workwear suit I think is made of canvas. I think uh, or some chambray. 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 Thirteen ounce yeah. cotton chambray. Wow, 13 ounce, that's still pretty hefty. 
Yeah, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's probably better than tweed, especially if it's a hundred and fucking degrees in uh-huh. October. Yeah. Where the hell is our fall fashion? Our fall weather, it, I mean. We don't have that. <laughs> nope, we do not. Um, but I think, yeah, so, you know, if you want to buy from a vintage dealer, go on eBay, or buy reproduction. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's definitely options out there. And, uh, yeah, adventures out there. That's from Up. Wow. Up reference. Nice. That was nice. I like it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, guys, thank you for listening to this rambling podcast. Gambling man. Kind of, I guess, was tangentially related to vintage that we really, really Yeah, like I said, we about. might do another episode of this later. Um, like down the line. Down the line. Maybe we'll uh, have, like, a guest that we can talk to as well. Yeah. that was, I think we're going to focus a lot on guests because, like, there's so much you can say about fashion. Like, I, I mean, there's only so much. So, uh, right. expect a lot of interviews in the future, um, stuff like that. And maybe even, like, recap stuff, I think, you know? like Yeah, like sports it, recaps. Yeah, like instant replays. Uh-huh. Um, no, but, you know, like, you know, we go to an event or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I think that would be, that'd be pretty good. All right, guys, I want to say thank you for listening to this podcast. Did I say that already? You did, but that's okay. I did. Okay, well, for those of you who are listening right now, I cut out a little bit before this, so uh-huh. that's why I had to say it again. Um, again, you can find us on, at, well, Spencer, you really? can handle this, right? We can find us yeah. on any, any yeah. kind of any, podcast any thing, podcast, right? SoundCloud. Any podcatcher uh, where podcasts are sold, it's free, just kidding. Um, but you're already listening to that, so you know where to find us. You should well, check tell, us out. tell other people. <laughs> okay, yeah, tell other people. Tweet at us. Uh, do we have a Twitter? I don't know, but you can you can find us on Instagram, I think. You can find uh, us. Oh, direction. Jesus. We're not good at this. Yeah, find us no, on Instagram. We have a Facebook group. It's called Street Expressa Discussion. What is it called, Ethan? The Street Expressa Community. Community. Check yeah. it out. It's a fun community. Uh, sometimes we talk about things. Uh, you can have- also find us. You can. It might be better for, for you guys to follow us on our individual uh, Instagram accounts for now. Yeah. Uh, I'm at Ethan M. Wong. I'm at Spencer DSO, I think. Yeah, you are. Don't worry. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll probably have Thank new you. episodes out for you every two, every weeks, two hopefully. weeks, hopefully. Thank you, you know? to Aaron Ramsey, who designed our cover art. Oh, Thanks, yeah, Ethan, yeah. For doing our uh, We Shop Network ass theme. Oh, know? yeah. All right. We'll see you in the well, next one is that a good closer uh let's let's try one more thing um clay nice clay, clay nice everyone clay yeah night you don't want to get it and you don't want to get rid of it okay that's it okay bye that's it okay okay thanks bye rar <laughs>